Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Catfish are jumping, that paddle wheel bumping, Blackwater keeps rolling on past just the same. Oh, Blackwater! Doobie Brothers here on a Utah Carson Saturday. Our friend Don called in talking about uh, uh, Doobie Brothers a little bit. They are they're amazing. I love them. Uh, Austin Horton here at the Zone Sports Network Studios. Jeff Miller social distancing from his home abode. Jeff, uh, good to have you back on air live. Brian Brown producing for us today. And we're taking your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get back into... This is the cool things that Mark Miller Subaru is doing during this time for everyone and uh, different things that you can still get your vehicle serviced safely, responsibly. You can still even purchase a vehicle uh, with Mark Miller Subaru if you, if, and people need that. It's, we don't always think uh, that, you know, how often do people buy a new car on average, Jeff? Do you, what, what's the average time people go between buying new cars? Oof. I mean, at this point, it's probably for, there's different buyers. So for a new car buyer, like somebody who's constantly buying new cars, you're probably every four to five years. Okay. But even so, then... So the average buyer is eight to nine still. Okay. The average car on the road, I think, is 11. But we'd never know when that car that we're currently driving gives it up and we need a new car. It doesn't... The car does not care that we're in a pandemic. The car is it going to not. break. And uh, you mentioned that you had a customer come in that her job was she delivers... She's a courier for medical supplies. Yeah, she, was, she uses her outback to deliver medical supplies to hospitals all over the state. And she had to get her, her car was down and didn't work, and we had to get it fixed, and we got it fixed and back on the road, and now she can go do her job. And that's amazing. So it's essential service, and we'll talk more about that as we go along. Now, Jeff, you are in the, uh, you're probably the person I know that could best answer or address this next story. Because you were in the industry then, you're into the indus- you're in the industry now, and both times are around uh, poor economic times. Ford is wanting to bring back cash for clunkers amid all of this uh, pandemic noise and news. Why a do you think they would want that to come back? B do you think it's a good idea? C why is it not or is a good idea? I love cash for clunkers. Okay, <laughs> it was a crazy crazy time when they did cash for clunkers last time so obviously it would be something they would do after this is over when the stores are back open and everyone's there right so you're talking probably august july august okay but i mean for those who don't know what cash for it was officially the name what was the car allowance rebate system boring it was cars yeah cash for so, clunkers is easier and funner to say yeah, it's a lot more fun to say. But now a lot of companies use it and use it to advertise, like, we're going to cash for clunkers. We'll give you four grand for your piece of crap. <laughs> but um, what it was essentially is that you got for, up to $4,500 for trading in an older, less fuel-efficient car for a newer, for a new fuel-efficient car. So it was a crazy program. There were about 12 documents we had to get for each one of them. When we got the car in, we had to destroy it. Okay. Couldn't so turn it around put, and resell um, it. Yeah. Basically, liquid glass. We wow. put in the engine and start it up and blow the engine. Wow. Which was really entertaining, by the way, to do that. That was really fun. It's like an episode of Mythbusters. Yeah, after the like 50th one we did, it wasn't as exciting, but the first couple <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> everyone, everyone had their cameras out and uh, recording for the first yeah, couple. Yeah. 
literally no one had any idea. Right? No one had any idea what was going to happen. Like, is it going to explode? Is it just going to, like, shoot cloud of smoke out the back? Like, yeah. What's going to yeah. happen? And what did happen? Was it just kind of... I think of... one of them kind of blew up a little differently. Okay. Some of them were, like, really loud and exciting. Some were just like, boom. <laughs> Did so it, it was matter? Kind of like a hit or miss, but it was did, pretty fun. Did it follow uh, like the the different makes and models? They all sounded the same. Like a Toyota sounded the same, but uh, all the Toyotas sounded the same. But the Chevys all sounded different. Well, it just depended what it was because you had to trade in a less fuel efficient car. So the idea was, and what gave a lot of people negative on it was at that time most of the fuel efficient cars were the imports, and the less efficient cars were the domestic. Hmm. So you got a lot of people trading in Fords for Toyotas and Subarus and Hondas, which didn't make very many people happy. Yeah. But, I mean, the idea was, I mean, it was initially funded with a billion dollars. Then it got reallocated by Congress to put two more billion in it. So there's three billion was the total cost of the program, but it triggered over 13 billion in auto purchases in about a month and a half. Wow. I mean, we went from, we were selling about 60 new cars a month. We didn't have Southtown at the time. It was just Midtown. And we had about, we were selling about 60, 50, 60 new cars a month at that point, probably 60. And we sold about 120 in that 30-day period. I mean, it was nuts. Hmm. We got to the end of, I remember doing a TV um, interview with Channel 2 News near the end of it. I remember walking on a lot at Midtown, the old Midtown. And we probably had eight cars left. Like we literally had cars parked every six parking spots. It looked like we were going out of business. Because hmm. it got to a point where like we didn't know if it was going to end in a week and people would come in and just like, okay, I'll take that one. It's the only one you have. <laughs> didn't really care because all of a sudden their $500 car was worth $4,500. Right. That was a good business move. It so didn't matter. It did what it was supposed to do. Their arguments on whether... All it did was give a spike to the auto industry that led to less car sales the next few months. But it's a pretty good jolt to a car industry if you do it for, in the grand scheme of things, $3 billion. When you just talk about a $2 trillion bill, it's a pretty good shot in the arm of the economy. Yeah, to, to that end of the argument, yeah, there were critics out there that, of the program that said, well, these sales, this, this car sales would have happened eventually anyway, and all this did was fast forward them now and then it was a, a slower month a few months later but what what you need out of a bad economic downturn is a booster shot right it's okay yeah. to get that going faster than it needs to or would the craziest idea about what the um, cash for clunkers program did i mean you could take the economic benefits it without question had massive environmental benefits oh for sure it took seven hundred thousand old gas guzzling vehicles off the road and they weren't taken off the road and given to sent across the border or put on used car lots for someone else to drive. They were destroyed. And I mean, it took 700,000 really old polluting cars off of our roads. Yeah. That was the biggest benefit it had. And, and, that, and it would be the biggest benefit it would have if they did it again. You think so? It's an environmental global warning benefit. Now, to, to that, and Rosie, hold tight. We'll get to you right here, right, just for a second. One of the benefits people are saying about the quarantine time we're in is that the air pollution is down, that we're this is the best air quality we've had in in decades here, in this valley especially. Do you, so you think a new cash for clunkers would have similar impact on the environment that it did the last time around, huh? 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, the crazy one is you're seeing, there was, I was trying to read the, there was an article, I'll try and find it. Yeah, here it is. The social distancing, Washington Post put out an article a couple days ago, claiming that there's $8 trillion in economic benefits to social bit. So, so to social distancing, eight trillion, wow! Because the, what it's doing for our environments, like if you ever see videos of Italy, like the, in Venice, like the rivers in Venice, you can actually see through them finally. You can oh. see fish in the in the canals, and like you never like the air is cleaner because no one's driving. There's right no now on our freeways, there, yeah. I think they put out a thing yesterday. KSL did. It's like sixty percent, fifty percent travel on our freeways right now. I haven't seen any traffic coming to or from yeah, work when I no, usually do. Yeah. You know what the craziest influence it's had on our short of sales? Obviously, we're not selling cars because no one's there. Our body shop is dead slow. There's no business because, well, if you ask our, our body shop manager put out a thing on Instagram, it was pretty funny. It said, apparently all of you non-essentials out there were the ones getting in car crashes. <laughs> it's pretty wolf. We all know who the bad drivers are. It's all those non-essentials out there. <laughs> But the real key is, is if there's no rush hour, there's less crashes. Right, which sixty percent of crashes are in rush hour. Which there's less people going to the hospital. That that yeah. frees up more uh, medical workers to work more on beds coronavirus. More for the people with the virus, which is yeah. actually a really cool thing. There's less car accidents right now because of that. Uh, so yeah, there, there's always good to look for and bad. It, you, sometimes you have to look harder than other times, but that's definitely those are there's definitely benefits. That our environment and our day-to-day lives are, are experiencing through this whole thing. Uh, let's get out to the phone lines, Jeff. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. We did ask people to call in and tell us the most fun they've had over the last month. But anything else you've got to talk about or ask, you can call in. And Rosie is with us this morning. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. We're great. Thanks for calling in. What can we do for you? Hello. Hi, Rosie. You got us? Rosie, can you hear us? You? We're fine. What can we do for you? Tell me where the place is to get some tires. So, okay, uh, I had a hard time here. You're looking for some new tires? Yeah, I need some tires. Well, we can help you with that. You I mean, sell I, tires? Yeah, tires are open. If you, if you want to call into any of our, either of our Subaru stores, they can do a pickup drop-off, get your car in, and get some new tires for you. I'm sorry I didn't hear that. You can go so, down, you can call, make an appointment, you can go buy tires. Oh, cool. I I really need to do that. I pre- I'll tell him you told me where to go. Well, not actually, but you know. All right. Thanks for calling in, Rosie. Appreciate it. Having a bit of a hard time hearing her uh, through the speakerphone there, but Jeff, that she brings up a good question. These are, if, if you, it's, you may not be in the need for a new car right now. But you may not, and you may not be in the need for a new, for oil change. But what if you need tires? What if you need other accessories? Is this things that you have to wait for till this coronavirus thing is done? No, absolutely. We'll do any of that kind of stuff on our pickup drop-off. Just call in and we'll pick up, and we'll even pick up, it doesn't have to be a Subaru. And we'll do oil changes on anything. Love it. Uh, and we're just, we're keeping our guys busy and keeping people on the road. That's our goal through this, and... I mean, Mike, we're going to be on our Facebook page pretty soon. You're going to see um, some videos that we're putting out about keeping your car safe and things you should check for at home if you don't want to come to a store on how to keep your car safe. We're doing some videos on that as well. It's going to be posted pretty soon. Oh, that'll be exciting. That'll be useful. 
Uh, Josh Goldsmith, who does the show from time to time, is the star. Of course he is. Don't look oh, into his eyes too deeply. Is. You'll fall in love and never get out of there. That's uh, that Josh Goldsmith. He'll get you every time. He's available for um, FaceTime dates is right he? now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start serving him up to the ladies out there. Uh, Josh. Josh has the uh, distinct honor of being the only guest host here on Utah Carson's who had to be dumped for using uh, poor language. <laughs> I tease him you about got that. dumped? Oh, do you not know this story? Oh, yeah. I never heard this story. Uh, we had a dump, Josh. I didn't uh, know this. I give him the hardest time every time I see him because, yeah, he, he said, pardon my French, and then bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> he said it first, too? Yeah, he said, yeah. It wasn't like it slipped. He intentionally said, he's like, but I said pardon my French. He's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't. That's not how the FCC works. You don't say, well, I told you I was going to swear. So I give him, he thought he was in a lot of trouble. There was, we dumped it, obviously. It never hit the air. But uh, I let him think he was in a lot of trouble because it's fun to tease him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so you're talking about putting out videos on things that you can look for and, and do with your car. I was driving the other day, and I've when I'm here at work, I'm spraying Lysol. I'm wiping the keyboard, the microphone, the mouse, the table, the handles of the doors, the buttons on the soundboard, the computer. I'm using gloves. I'm wearing a mask. I'm doing all kinds of stuff when I'm out of outside my house and inside my house. But I was driving the other day, and it dawned on me, Jeff, I did not think about my car. All the places that I touch in my car, the knobs, the steering wheel, the, the blinker stock, the everywhere. These are places you don't think about. When you, uh, when this whole thing started for you, did you guys have to uh, do some new training, some new learning on just how uh, <laughs> crazy, how much you dirty touch? Yeah, we trained all of our concierge, especially the ones doing the pickup drop-offs on how to properly wipe down the car, where all the touch points are. We're using steering wheel covers. We're spraying off door handles, inside door handle, shift knob, the blinkers, turn signal stuff. Our guys all wear gloves. They switch their gloves between every service. Good. Like, there's lots of things to think about when we do it. Now, uh, people can do the, the clean their car as well. Someone else, by the way, said something funny. After all this is done, we'll all be really good murderers because we'll all know how to wipe everything off of everything we touch yeah. without and any stint. A really important thing when you do clean your car, because a lot of these um, disinfectants and things we're using can be pretty abrasive, Sure, is get a, like a microfiber towel and spray the stuff onto the towel and then wipe. Don't okay. spray it onto your dash and then wipe. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just a better way of cleaning it and... It just protects your car a little bit better. Well, one other it, thing I forgot, completely forgot to talk about it is that we announced, I believe, yesterday, the day before, is we're also going. We're also doing a special deal on our service departments for uh, first responders, so healthcare professionals, first responders, and we actually added grocery store employees as well to that list. Oh, cool! That we're doing. Not only will we do the pickup drop off for your vehicles, um, we'll act, we're actually doing twenty five percent off anything we do. Wow. So it's just the biggest discount we offer in our service departments. And how do they get that? How do they take advantage of that? So just schedule a caller service and just tell just when you make your appointment with our service department. So 553-5299, 801-553-5299 when you make your appointment. Tell them that you're a grocery store employee or healthcare professional that will, will ask to see pay stop or something like that. But the idea is just to prove that you're that. But and they'll just knock 25% off your bill and do free pickup drop-off, up to a maximum of $150 discount. Wow, that's amazing. 
Thank you for doing that. That's yeah. So the idea is just, I mean, especially people going to the grocery stores and first responders and everything, the ones that are keeping this place really going that we want to make their lives as easy as possible. And if we can pick up that car for service while they're working at the grocery store, we'll do it. We'll come to the grocery store. Like wow. if you're working a shift at the grocery store, we'll pick your car up there, bring it back before your shift's over. Love it. Do uh, you know what I hope happens through all this whole thing is I hope that we no longer ever again take the, the service industry, the hospitality industry, the, the grocery people, the medical. I hope we never again take anyone for granted that we don't. Do you know what the one I'm like going to put out there? And this is for my wife. Teachers. Oh, yes. Because homeschooling's horrible. Right? <laughs> we a, have a six, seven, and eight-year-old, and her trying to run three separate classes. And I mean, they're getting a lot of help from the teachers, and the teachers are just incredible. But man, teachers should be paid a million dollars a year. Minimum. It's crazy. That should be the starting pay. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw a really good meme out there. It was like a kid asking their mom, like, how do you do this? And she's like, I don't know how to do this. And then the next comment is, Unfortunately, you go to a really bad school now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to an unqualified, un, uh, untrained yeah, Your uh, school, school is now non-accredited. <laughs> <laughs> your school is the living room. What do you want from me? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not trained in this. I saw another meme that, that said one good thing that will come out of this is all the parents will now realize it's the teachers are not the problem. <laughs> it's not, it's, no. their, it's their kids <laughs> that are the problem. Just a little funny <laughs> thing. But right, I I know teachers that right now are spend. They get up between six and eight in the morning, and they're on their laptop or computer from six or eight in the morning to eight to ten p.m. at night, teaching and doing things and preparing lessons and working through te technological problems just to keep these kids educated, to keep their schools. Uh, doing what they're supposed to do while the schools are shut down, it's got to be miserable for everyone involved. I luckily don't have a child of schooling age. She's 20 months old. Uh, she's enough without having to homeschool her. I don't know what it, I can't imagine. What were the ages of your kids? Uh, six, seven, and eight. Six, Kindergarten, seven, first eight. grade, and third grade. Ah, see, and at that point, you need like 16 recesses a day. But you can't send them out to a playground. You can't let them go run around and touch stuff. They got it. Oh, it's unbelievable. And so. I was like, oh, I keep telling her, just like put them outside and lock the doors. <laughs> just make them play in the backyard for a little while. You got a big backyard. 15 minutes recess yeah. is over, kids. <laughs> now lock the door. <laughs> yeah. And lunch is 30 minutes. Uh, so not, nothing short of that. You go outside, I'll see you in 30 minutes for sure. Well, uh, and then one last, we were talking about cleaning cars. I think it's important. Everyone... Out there now has these uh, the the info screen not info screen but the the screen the touch panels in yeah, their car. Touch panel screens. Don't be spraying abrasive cleaners on those, man. Don't be don't be spraying that down with with Lysol and stuff. You got to get like a like a lukewarm uh, washcloth with a little tiny 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 bit of soap on it. Wash that yeah, clean and just, then dry it. Immediately. You really don't even need any soap on on those. You just want to do clean soft cloth, and if you want to put a little bit of disinfectant on it, just to for any viruses, that's kind of what we've been doing when we're cleaning cars. That's one of the touch points, right? Sure. And so just a little bit of that disinfectant and wipe really gently on it. But that's the key. Awesome. Those you can scratch those very easily. That and would be. I'm not going to lie; they're not 
cheap to replace. Well, if we were talking earlier, you needed four iPads. They're tough to find. Can you find, imagine having to find, uh, and at a time when people are trying to not spend as much money, they have to replace their info screen? Ah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, one nice thing we've had from the parts standpoint is we haven't had any parts shortages. Haven't you? Knock Good. on wood. Because with factories closing down and the supply chain uh, and that sort of thing, you would be worried about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, we were worried about, I mean, just, I mean, the stuff that we were short on is the stuff we were short on before this happened. And it's just some recall parts and things like that. But overall, we haven't had major issues with that, which is very good right now. Good. We'll take our uh, final break here on Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Coming up on the other side, Honda has uh, agreed to uh, issue a bunch of electric cars coming by 2024. You'll never guess who they're uh, doing that in partnership with. And uh, a, a story out of Billings, Montana, that should warm your hearts during a not a lot of good news time in our lives right now. I'll tell you about it next on Utah Carson. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Asking you to call in 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. What, what's the most fun you've had over the last month? What have you been doing to pass the time that you've enjoyed? Uh, and also, when this whole thing's over, where are you road tripping and with who? 855-340-ZONE. Kirsten says she's headed to Jackson, Wyoming with uh, her husband, Derek, and maybe a new baby, too, depending when this all is over. Can tell you what isn't nice. fun, though, teaching an almost three-year-old to fly a kite. She's not having fun doing that, she says. So, I love Jackson. So actually, we went up to Jackson just right before this thing all started, and it's beautiful up there. I have not been to Jackson since I was probably seven or eight or nine years old, and I, it was yeah, such was a fun way. time. I've been there since I was a kid. It was so much fun. We had the kids up there. We skied a little bit. Like it was great. Do they still have the archway of antlers or, or whatever it is up there? Is yeah, it a tower or an archway? Yeah. So yeah, anyway, we went, we went, we went snowmobiling. We went on dog sleds. It was so fun. Dog sleds. I've never been on a dog sled. Yeah. The guy who runs the place we went through raced it in the Iditarod. Wow. Did you, that was legit. did you watch the movie Togo on Disney plus yet? No. Oh, being a, uh, you're a dog person, being an animal person in general, you have to watch it's Willem Dafoe. And it might be his best movie ever. I'm not kidding. He was Togo, phenomenal okay. in it. It's wow. called Togo, T-O-G-O. It's about the, uh, the the vaccine race where they had to get the, you remember the movie Balto and the story about yeah. Balto? Well, turns out Balto stole the thunder. Balto did nothing compared to what Togo did. Balto just finished, just took the final leg and got the medicine. But Togo took the entire trip before that all across the Alaskan wilderness, went across uh, the, the, the ocean that was unfreezing behind the, behind the sled as they were going. A phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Make sure you watch Togo. It's great. That's cool. That's really cool. Hey, what do you think of – what's your opinion on Onward? Okay, here's an honest uh, admission. 
Have not seen onward. Last night with Miles and, and Natalie, so I'm just trying to figure out what your opinion was. Haven't said well, that's what we're doing tonight as a family is watching because now it's available, of course, on on Disney Plus. And I've yep. heard nothing but great things. What did you think of it? It was excellent. Did the kids like it? I thought it, that was a very well done show. Great story, like just great meaning to it. It was it was a good good movie. In fact, Miles watched it again yesterday after we watched it the first time the night before. I hear it's uh, I hear it's a little tough though at times. I hear that it's definitely it, tough at times. Yeah, that's There's what Pixar does though. Pixar and Disney they get your heart going. They they, they we got totally the taken though because it got released on Disney Plus yesterday, and we bought it on iTunes the day before. Oh Jeff, what I are you know, doing? I know they got my 19.99. I'm mad. <laughs> And you do subscribe to Disney Plus, I assume. I do. I'm yeah. a Disney Plus subscriber, and I missed it by a day. Oh. I was not patient. Well, maybe they needed that $20 more than you needed it. Yeah, I'm sure Disney definitely <laughs> they're, they're hurting. I'm sure they're struggling. They're hurting. Uh, all right. Uh, auto sales, we talked. They did take a beating the first part of the year, but surprising. I don't know if that's surprising or not, but interestingly, trucks did not take as big of a hit. In fact, they were fine. Truck sales, Chevy Silverado, GMC Sierra, they did really well. Ram, Ford, they did really well the first part of the year. Why is that, do you think, Jeff? Gas. I mean, it's going to get even more when it comes back. Gas prices are so cheap. Yeah. As the price of gas keeps dropping and dropping and dropping, that leads to truck sales and SUV sales. Right? Yeah, for sure. Well, what's gas at right now? Let's look. Uh, 229.com. It's dropped through the ground. I know that. USA average right now is a dollar ninety. What's it here? Two twenty nine. Always higher. Yeah. And we still don't know. We can't get anybody from the refineries to come join us. Two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. Forty cents higher. Which I mean, we'll take that. That's not. But by by <laughs> looking at the charts and how it works, in two weeks from now we should be under two bucks. Man, that'd be that'd be. Now that's good news because we could all use a little extra coin in our pocket these days. The but it also uh, indicates how things are going. That's why it's down so low. Is people need they need us to go buy the gas. There's two reasons right now it's down that much. Is one is that there's no demand because people aren't 50% driving. The people aren't driving. Yeah. And the other one is that oil prices have fallen to the ground. So uh, while we're talking gas prices, we've talked for years about the uh, the disappearing act of uh, the sedan, the the car, in favor of the crossover, the SUV, the the pickup truck. Do you perceive that uh, this throughout this whole endeavor, maybe people will start to want to go back to the sedan at some point here, or is the gas mileage still just so efficient in these crossovers that it probably will never? If you're a sedan person, you'll always be a sedan person, but. If you've gone on to crossover, you'll probably stay there. I don't know. Like I've been hearing like a lot of people talking about because of this, one of the things of coronavirus will lead to people, the resurgence of the sedan because people will be less willing to get in Ubers and want to drive themselves. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Americans have very short memories. People in general. Uh, yeah. Really I mean, they're going to be six months, a year from now, it's going to be like, ah, we're okay. Back in my Uber. Yeah, man, because we were having this discussion when, when the sports all come back. Are people going to be hesitant to go fill up a stadium and sit by 19,000 people that they don't know and whether they're sick or healthy or, or whatever? Will there be any hesitation? The answer is there will always be those out there that would. 
but the vast no, majority are just going to be so excited to be back in there. And, and oh I, gosh, I've totally. seen it in just a week's time. I, I know people who were really staunch and diligent about social distancing and, and being in quarantine or whatever, quarantine. And, and then as the week went on, they got a little more comfortable and got a little more relaxed with their strict regiment. And they didn't really break the rules or anything, but they certainly crawled back towards that line of where yep. they were previously. It's the memory, man. It, it goes quick. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that sports, you're still months away. I mean, I, I could, I would be shocked if you saw another NBA game this year. It, it, it's starting to look a little bit that way, isn't it? And we don't and have I think, any. I think they're going to cancel the season. Yeah, we Jeff and I don't have any inside information. We're just a couple guys looking at yeah. it and assessing, and uh, just like a, it, we're not reporting anything here. But every day that goes by. It's another day that they're not playing, and uh, yeah, another day to play. Full stadium. I mean, maybe you could start the season back up without stadiums and do the playoffs just on TV. I mean, that's a possibility, but you're not getting a full stadium before July or August. Yeah, and that's. I mean, uh, they're going to be lucky to get full stadiums by football season. Right, and we'll see about that. And then football. Can you think of a worse sport to play during a, a pandemic where you can transfer stuff via sweat droplets? Oh, for sure. I guess wrestling. Brian Brown turns in uh, wrestling, which I saw they had a wrestling championship continue to take place two weeks ago. Are you kidding me right now? Lock them up. That's Did ridiculous. you watch the ESPN Ocho Sunday night a couple weeks ago? No, I didn't, but they do. They, they brought all the ESPN Ocho shows back on. Oh, like the, the tiddlywinks tournaments and the, the aggressive oh, like bowling? and the greatest sports in the world, like axe tossing <laughs> and cornhole. <laughs> Those professional cornhole guys That's stupid. are amazing athletes. It's ridiculous how good they are. It, it's actually they're really enraging because they just throw this, this little beanbag. I can make one in 20 maybe in the backyard on the 4th of July or whatever, and I'm not drunk. They, I don't know if they're drinking or not, but they're still just hitting that thing every time exactly where it needs to be hit. So I got into this debate with some people the other day, but Formula One drivers to me are every bit as athletes as some of these other people and I got to that point by watching the Formula One documentary series on Netflix. Is, have either of you seen that yet? Haven't. No. What's it called? No. It's called Formula One Drive to Succeed. I think okay. Drive to Succeed or Drive to Success. But uh, it kind of chronicles different drivers and the behind the scenes of the Formula One. But they get in the onboard with the can with in the car, and it is you have no idea how much strength it takes to just turn the wheels in those things when they're going 200 plus miles per hour. How it was would impressive. that? How would that compare to say like a NASCAR? Uh, situation. Formula One, I think, is a lot cooler because you race through streets. And yeah, right. Exactly. You're turning a lot more in, in that rather than Exactly. But, I mean, the crazy one of those drivers is they're literally in those cars for two, three hours at heart rates in the 150 to 170 range. Jeez. They have to run this, the, the race in Singapore at night because the time of the year that they have it, it's so hot and humid that the drivers literally would not be able to survive if it was during the day. Yeah, a lot of those drivers oh lose five to ten pounds during a race. Or, or more. It's. It, I really recommend season one. There, there is some coarse language. I'll just say that, but it is a pretty good watch. If poop you're, words. Uh, what is this? A Josh Goldsmith production? Can't have that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's it called? Formula One Drive to Success on yeah. Netflix. Oh, check yeah. that out on Netflix. Because we were just watching the the thing they did with the NASCAR a couple weekends ago, where they did the simulator race. Did you guys watch that? I, look, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but it was the one time I've only watched NASCAR was. They're in these uh, harnesses in these simulated NASCARs, 
and uh, they were racing each other across the country, you know, over video or whatever. Okay. And I'm sitting there going, and they were goofing off. One guy, I think Hamlin was intentionally wrecking. To, it, it was just like, you know, a video game. Oh, it's hilarious. What's, like, are, are you watching the, um, what's the NBA players now? They're doing uh, NBA 2K Twitch tournaments, and they're, like, filming them while they play. Wasn't last night fun? That was a lot of fun to watch that thing. It's really actually kind of entertaining, but that's this is what we've come to in our desperate need for sports. <laughs> well, see, and that's I was having this discussion with someone as well. They were someone was saying, "Oh, I don't want to watch someone else play video games." I was like, "Well, that's fine, but watch for the entertainment value of it to see. I don't know, Phil and the Donovan Mitchell and Rui Hachimura giving each other the business. That's fun oh, to see these guys totally. just interacting with one another. Patrick Beverly is just as fiery playing video games as he is on the court. That's right. He is he is a jerk, isn't he? But he's fun. Yeah, he's talking trash and being just as much of a jerk playing video games over a Zoom meeting as he is. You know, that's what makes him one of my favorite uh NBA players. Is he I is would love to have Patrick Beverly on the Jazz. Yeah. Oh, he'd be a perfect, perfect he would fit. fit in on the Jazz so well. And and he's he he's, he works hard and he gives it his all and yeah, he's got that edge to him. He's like if Matt Harpering were a point guard. It was Patrick Beverly, although with a better shot and a better ability to score. Sorry, Matt. But, Matt, you've Matt got better hair. jumper down, though. Yeah. I'm going to say that Patrick Beverly has a little more style than uh, Harp, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just a little. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so there you go, a little sports uh, for you. Uh, speaking of Formula One and, and uh, foreign races and stuff like that, Lamborghini is hand-stitching masks and 3D-printing face shields. The Italian supercar company uh, has turned over their upholstery department. Rather than sewing together seat covers and dashboard uh, parts, they've got these people on these sewing machines putting together, made of Lamborghini uh, leather, face masks for medical workers and just the general public out there, Jeff. I thought that was really, really cool. That was very cool. So you don't have to just wear your old uh, bandana that's in the bottom of your drawer. You can get a Lamborghini-stamped leather mask and face shield to get through the COVID-19 situation. You don't have to be boring. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. My uh, daughter was online looking at face masks and she found one with a mustache on it that would put in. It's like a black with a white mustache. Oh, like, that's great. Like, That'd be fun. That's nice, honey. Thank you. My brother-in-law works in the healthcare industry and he's been having a lot of fun sending us his various uh, very renditions of his face masks that he's been putting together. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jeff definitely would go with a Tiger King face mask. Oh, oh that would be amazing. Oh, man. Nah, that would be frightening is what that would be. Uh, I don't know. If I can't, can't get a haircut in the next three months, I could probably pull it all off. <laughs> I start to look a little bit more like him. <laughs> we're gonna get a little, everyone's going to look a little Tiger Kingy. Now, Gordon Monson is fit to be tied over this. But doesn't he look like he uh, could be related to Gordon Monson, Joe Exotic? Yeah. Doesn't he look a little bit like him? Gordon's gonna, not happy he, about that. I'm going to Google Tiger King Gordon Monson. And see if anybody's <laughs> Careful there. Uh, you know Gordon Monson's alter ego, Chester Shadows, that he came up with years ago. This is what I picture Chester Shadows in my head every time he, he comes around the show. I picture Joe Exotic 
It's Gordon, but with some exotic. He's going the Oklahoma on. version of Chester Shadows. <laughs> He's the Oklahoma version. Yeah, it would not be hard for him to for Gordon to dress up for Halloween as Tiger King. Yeah, and Gordon's not oh, happy I've about it. One. But look, someone's actually figured this out. What? What's that? Um, so it's on somebody's uh, Twitter feed. Oh, the Gordon Monson comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get so three of them a at day. Brett Barr. <laughs> so if you go to at Brett Barr on Twitter, there's a side by side. Yeah. It's amazing. It's probably the best picture of Gordon too, because he's all wide eyed and crazy looking just like Joe Exotic. All right. I've just retweeted it onto our Utah car sets. Oh <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh, Gordon's not gonna be happy at all. But he does he looks like his Oklahoma oh my cousin. Gosh, he looks exactly like him. Just a little longer hair in the back, it would be a dead ringer. Uh, I told my uh, my my friend. Uh, I used to do a podcast with Bill Engvall, and that's not. I'm not name dropping. I'm just. He looks a little bit like Bill Engvall too. A little bit. Bill wasn't happy about that <laughs> yeah. either. But anywho, uh, Honda. They've got an announcement that they've got two fully electric vehicles, hoping to release in North America by 2024. That's not incredible news. But what surprised me, Jeff, is who they are doing this with in conjunction with. Honda and GM. Yeah. Honda, I guess, will make the car, and GM will provide the battery. Is that my understanding? Do you know about that? Yeah, I believe it's trying to mirror the GM Super Cruise system, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. So, and they talk about the new Ultium battery technology of the GM. What is an Ultium battery? This I did not know what Ultium batteries were. An Olithium. good branding right there. That just sounds cool. (laughs) Okay. You think it's just the same thing? It's just no, a- they're saying that the GM's proprietary Ultium battery, which they're doing with LG, so LG Chem is the company they're working with, they say will allow for a range up to 400 miles. Wow. Full charge. See, that's what I uh, need, man. Cool. That's what I need to get myself into that game. I need a range that, like that. Subaru and Toyota are in the game right now, too, so they're working hard. I mean, Subaru and Toyota will be coming out with one in the next two or three years. It's going to be a dual project, branded both sides, and... A fully electric SUV. Love it. Because right now, uh, the the hybrid is seeming to be the way to go right now. Uh, you've been driving a hybrid around, the, the Crosstrek version. Yeah, do you know what's crazy? Since I'm not really going anywhere in the world anymore, I go right. to work in my home. That's all. Like That's literally I think, the only place I've been in the last three weeks. Right. But because I plug in everywhere I go now, I've literally been on battery for the past three weeks. I don't think I've used gas in three weeks. Wow, and hence gas. My miles per gallon on my car is ninety nine point nine. I've gone four hundred and sixty seven miles in the last three weeks on a quarter tank of gas. Wow, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, because I mean, I don't, I don't go anywhere. Like when I when I go from Holiday to Sandy now, I take seven Ds, so I don't use gas. Right now, it's just a challenge to see if I how long I can go without filling up with gas. That's <laughs> a challenge that you're you're succeeding with. It's pretty. This fun. is my coronavirus goal this is your your pastime <laughs> throughout this until <laughs> until all these things are lifted i'm not filling my gas tank what's the so you talked about onward something you, you were taking in when you're not at work is and you and tiger king what else is your family doing like do you, are you guys into games are you doing puzzles i know a lot of people that are now like puzzle aficionados and i'm still not bored enough to get into puzzles I don't. I've never liked puzzles. But what yeah, are you guys doing? Puzzles. Play. And kids play video games. Like. Do you play the video games? games I've in never the house, asked you. Watch movies. Play in the backyard. Do you play video games, Jeff? I've never asked you about that. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play stuff with the kids. Yeah. Like I won't go like play without the kids, but 
I'll play with the kids. Like we'll play Disney Infinity or things like that. I, I was thinking the other day. I'm Mario not... Party on the Switch. Oh, I love Mario Party. They have it on Switch. I haven't played it on Switch yet. Yeah, on Switch. And you're going to use like each of the four controllers. So like all four of you can play it at the same time, like rowing a boat through the water. And... <laughs> See, what, back in the old N64 Blockbuster rental days, we would beg our mom to drive us to Blockbuster every weekend so we could rent Mario Party 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 17, whatever it was. I still have uh, PTSD from proximity mines with goldeneye oh yeah yeah with, with on the the goldeneye uh james bond oh, i love goldeneye that I was played, college played a lot of goldeneye that was one of the first really good first person uh, angle video games i like that it was deadly with that sniper rifle <laughs> uh do you guys ever play uh bad fur day on n64 oh it was no. it was uh the the weasels were the bad guys and the teddy bears were the good guys and you would like storm the beaches as the teddy bears and try to get to the top uh, of the crow's nest uh, where the weasels were. It was ridiculous. But you'd see teddy bears, you know, their stuffing flying everywhere. It was grotesque, man. It was violent for. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Uh, did you see a story out of Billings, Montana? Lithia Chrysler Jeep Dodge of Billings has done something really cool. Allison Strong. Uh, was almost through her shift at North Shiloh Family Medicine when a coworker came in asking whose car had been broken into. I ran outside and it was a disaster. Uh, I started bawling. Two windows in her car had been smashed in by rocks. Another healthcare worker's car was also broken into. Sorg is a patient service representative at the St. Vincent Healthcare Clinic, and she's the one that noticed the cars were broken into. Nothing was taken from the cars. They filed a police report and in frustration posted photos of the smashed Dodge Cherokee on Facebook. Said big thing, uh, and her post quickly went viral. By Thursday, it had been shared more than 2,500 times, obviously, because everything goes viral these days, because we're all just on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter constantly now. She said, people messaged me on Facebook from Tennessee. I did not, and then she said something very Utah. Holy heck, I did not expect people to share it that many times, she said. Locally... An employee at Hanser's Automotive commented on the post, offering to donate replacement glass for the windows. We had them in stock, so I figured we could help her out, especially being in the medical field. A family friend saw her Facebook post and thought she could lend a hand, too. Uh, all, I, all I was was the person in the right place who made the ask. She went into the Billings Gazette uh, uh, or, and told them about this, and stepping up was Lithia Chrysler Jeep Dodge of Billings, they fixed her car, fixed the windows, gave her a full detail, got her a, a, an oil change, and gave her $500 towards a, a next time visit, all because she was a healthcare worker. This is phenomenal stuff. That's really cool. I really like that. Because, and look, we've all, we all know people in the healthcare industry that I can't imagine. I have a hard time leaving my house to come to a clean, quarantined isolated radio station that is top to bottom scrubbed and we've all got the the safety precautions being taken i can't imagine my paranoia having to go into a hospital work with the sick and then more than that come home to my family bring each that night. home to your family like I, you see a lot of these stories about the workers that are coming home from hospitals just quarantining themselves in the basement and not being around their families at all during this. That's got to be just a physical, a physical toll for sure, the long hours, the sleepless nights, but then the mental toll of then when you're not at the hospital, still having to be completely alone, that's got to be just a struggle, man. 
my heart goes out to every one of them right now. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we're going to uh, wrap things up here on Utah Car Sense. It's been good to be back on air, Jeff. Uh, I've missed you, buddy. I'm glad things are going well. Before we though, but sorry, before we go though, let's remind people one more time of the cool things you guys are doing at Mark Miller Subaru throughout this whole thing. You're still in business. Yeah, You're still open. Go through. So I mean, the pickup drop off. So anybody, any make, model, anything like that, within 25 miles of the store, we'll come pick up your car, bring it in for oil change, tires, brakes, service, anything like that. We can take care of it. Um, if you're not our customer previously, it's inside 25. If you are a customer, it's inside 40 miles. Cool. We'll go farther than that for our customers, just case-by-case -case basis. And we'll also go, we're doing some runs to Park City to do mobile service where we'll do safety recalls and things like that all around Salt Lake and Summit County. So call our service department to get that scheduled. Um, from a broader thing, just everyone stay safe out there. Um, and one thing, I, I really do actually want to put this out there that if you're a small business out there under 500 employees and you're in that world make sure you're educating yourself and make sure you know about these loans that are available to you to make payroll because there's no reason that any small business out there right now should be firing anybody you should be getting with your bank getting these small business loans which i know is a, it's really hard right now there's a lot of confusion hopefully it gets cleared up early next week but work on getting those loans and keep your people because that's what it's out there for and that's what this economy needs amen and these people need Amen. That's how, you know, we all got to stay in this together, of course. Mentally, we got to be nice to each other. We got to help each other out how we can res safely and responsibly. But when this thing goes, we got to be able to hit the ground running again. And so I'm, I'm really glad you pointed that out. And there might be people out there who don't realize that that's an option for them. They, they totally. need to take I mean, advantage of it. You need to it. know. And if, if, if you're a small business owner out there and you're confused about how it works and you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. JeffM at MarkMiller.com. I will be happy to send you links to where you can apply, give you some more information on it. Just send me an email and I can get you more info on how to do it. Because we need to get as many people on these programs as we possibly can. And I'm telling you, the money, it's $360 billion, but it will run out. Jeff, before uh, come first, sir, my guess is you've got about a week or a week at the most, maybe two, to yeah. get in on this thing. Yeah. As we hit our final minute, I, I just want to say a thank you to you and your family and your the people that are, are at the top of your business because you guys, you've always put your, uh, you've always walked the walk, not just talk the talk, and you're doing that more than ever right now by not laying off a single person keeping your businesses open, helping the community, and offering stuff like mobile service and pickup for free. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you to, to everyone uh, in charge down there and making those decisions because it's really important to me, as it obviously is important to you, that this community survives this thing well. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. He's Jeff Miller. All right. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you guys all next week. We'll talk to him next week on Utah Carson's. For Brian Brown behind the glass, Jeff Miller, uh, social distancing from home, I'm Austin Horton here at the Zone Sports Network. Stay safe, stay home, be good to each other. We'll talk to you next week here on Utah Car Sense.